Good morning, folks. Welcome to the third of our Advent series of sermons for this Christmas season. As you know, we've been focusing on the idea of receiving the blessings of God. Christmas is traditionally a season for gift giving, so why not you know, examine the source of the greatest gifts imaginable? Jesus himself was the greatest of all time, but he also ushers in other blessings, spin-offs, if you will, that reveal other facets of his personality, of his self. They meet the many needs we have that, uh, and prepares for even more blessings. Now, in talking about blessings, you know, that the Lord has given us, we're not talking about a health and prosperity gospel where we have every possible thing we can need, we never want, life is easy. But we're talking about the blessings that meet the core needs of what make us human. In the last two weeks, we touched on receiving the blessing of Jesus as the living water and the blessing of Jesus as the bread of life. Now, Jesus satisfies the heart's uh, thirst for affection. You know, abide in Jesus and never and forever experience the immediacy of His care. You know, he satisfies the hunger of lasting personal fulfillment. You know, we don't have to return over and over again to social media or relationships or food you know, for a sense of satisfaction or, or self-worth. You know, now this week we will look at receiving the blessing of Jesus as a way to the Father. In Him, we find the pathway to true relationship. I'm sure many of you are already familiar with it, but there's a song, Waymaker, that's currently making its way around the worship circles and the airwaves. It describes Jesus as a waymaker, a miracle worker, and a promise keeper. Uh, and this is a wonderful little soundbite description of his person. So many aspects of this life seem designed to keep us separated from God by putting up walls and obstacles. You know, Jesus crashes through each and every one of them and invites us all to come see the Father personally. So let's pray, and then we'll look into this in a little more depth. Uh, Father, we just thank you for today. We can just gather as, as family and just uh, be in your presence. I ask that you speak to us through today's message, Father. Let words that are not of you fall null and void to the ground, and those that are of you just take root and grow and uh, bear great fruit in our lives, Father. Help us just to represent you well in all of our actions. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today's reading is from John chapter 14, 1 through 7. And uh, it reads, Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How do we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on you know him and have seen him. So Jesus said this to his disciples during the Passover meal on the eve of his arrest and crucifixion. And Passover is a festival that celebrates Israel's deliverance from captivity in Egypt, during which God parted the Red Sea and led the Israelites to freedom. You know, he made a way out for his people in what to them had been a dead end. Now, during the early stages of the meal, you know, Judas had left to go betray Jesus, and suddenly Jesus started talking about going away and coming back again later and going to prepare places, and it seemed to his disciples that he was preparing for an imminent departure, and they got really confused. Uh, they kept questioning him about where he was going, and you know, finally Thomas basically says, Lord, we have no clue where you're going. 
how are we supposed to find you, find you there? And Jesus said, I am the way to where you're going. You know, I am the truth. I am the life. You know, no one finds the Father except through me. And this is where Jesus really kind of laid it all out. The disciples had learned so much from him in the three years that they lived with him, but they always seemed to be just a step behind uh, anytime he was trying to say something important, which can give us hope. You know, they were so caught up with his talk of going away that they missed that he had shifted his focus to knowing the Father. You know, and that's a bit surprising since the relationship with God that Jesus described was radically different than what was understood at that time. You know, for any first century Jew to personally know the great I am, Yahweh, was far beyond anything they could have imagined. God was God. They loved him. You know, but they always had to go through a priest to interact with him and speak with him. And uh, even and the priest himself could only actually go into the presence of God one time a year and always had to remain outside of this thick curtain, this thick veil. I mean, there was, there was, just, there was a figurative and literal divider between humanity and God. Whew. And even the terminology that Jesus used um, for Father... In the Aramaic, the word Abba was offensive to the religious leaders of the day because it was the equivalent of calling God Daddy. And to call the creator of the universe Daddy was absolutely unthinkable. You know, you know, he was God. We were not. We were fallen and far beneath him. We could worship him in his holy temple, but we could not have a personal relationship with him. And yet here was Jesus offering that very thing. And so by calling God Father daddy jesus was introducing an intimacy with god that had only been found at the very beginning when adam and eve walked with god in the in the garden of eden you know in the father's presence there's family you know, there's belonging there's an inclusion purpose and love you know in his presence there's home safety security peace and rest and the world is full of so many paths claiming to lead to these things but they can only really be found in a relationship with the father you know, we were created for this relationship, and the longing that each one of us has for a sense of place and a sense of purpose reflects that. And Jesus is offering a way back, the way back, back to the beginning, before sin separated us from the Father, you know, back where we knew him personally and he knew us in the same way. And standing between us and the Father are the many walls, you know, confusion, hopelessness, fear, that are a result of humanity's initial separation from, from God. However, during the Christmas season, we are reminded that Jesus' advent, his coming, makes a way through each of these walls so that we may come back home. You know, Jesus makes a way through confusion because he is the truth. Uh, to paraphrase, Jesus said, I am, the, I am the truth. Embrace me and you'll understand. You know, People always long for family, for belonging, for home, for peace, but they just don't know how to get there. Uh, think about every ad you ever see when you're watching a ball game or when you're watching those eternal five-second commercials between uh, streamings or streaming episodes. They're all selling some sort of peace or comfort or security, each one trying to be louder and more insistent than the last, you know, saying that, by, you know, buy our product or our service and you'll never have any issues again. You know, the world is full of products and services and doctrines and ideologies that all claim to bring... Uh, belonging to bring peace you know it's an exhausting cacophony of noise chaos you know where do I go how do I get there 
It's like being in the middle of a busy airport at peak travel time under a major time crunch to get to your flight home. You're standing in the middle of everything in the main concourse with crowds of people crushing around you. They're all yelling at one another for directions and um, there are you know hallways and staircases and tunnels all leading in different directions and you're staring at that big board trying to find your bearing, trying to find your flight and information but of course the board's constantly changing and you know somewhere up there's the information that you need but you just can't seem to find it you know uh, that anxiety and that subtle little whiff of fear starts to sneak in when suddenly you feel a hand on your shoulder and you turn around to see an old friend standing there and he says I know the way to go follow me and sets off with purpose and direction and instantly the anxiety and that fear is gone you know the crush of people the loud noises the many different signs and and routes they're all still there but none of them matter anymore you have a guide that you trust completely and so it is with Jesus in his presence the noise fades and the other paths that seemed so promising at first now seem un very unwise you know the truth of who Jesus is shatters the wall of confusion and gives us a straight path to the Father and living in perpetual confusion is exhausting you know and it eventually leads to hopelessness and despair you know, if you can't figure out what to do to get out of this mess, why even bother? Um, you know, hopelessness is a very dark place. And I'm sure we've all experienced it to some degree. Maybe you had a huge, unexpected expense come up that is far beyond your ability to cover, or possibly you've experienced the unexpected death of a loved one. You know, in those moments, we sit there wondering if it's ever possible to get through it at all. You know, some people live their entire lives in, in this kind of a situation. Some live with no hope of healing broken relationships. Others live burdened by guilt. Others with seemingly insurmountable addictions. You know, hopelessness and despair are sicknesses that crush the spirit and suck the joy from life. Uh, 2,000 years ago, Israel was nearing 500 years under the rule of someone other than themselves. They were living under the bloody hand of Rome. You know, and then the promises of Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Isaiah uh, and Daniel were fading a little more each day. These promises of a rescuer, of a, a king, who would save God's people and restore them to their former glory seem less like a promise and more like a lie with each passing moment. You know, into this dark night of hopelessness, Jesus, the light of the world, was born. The despair, the feeling of abandonment was gone. Um, here was God himself coming into the world to rescue his people. Proverbs 13.12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled as a tree of life um, that's a beautiful image because you know hope flowered and bloomed in people's hearts in the light of the new day you know which cut through that wall of despair and, and illuminated the path to the father you know, and the father's presence is freedom from guilt from oppression broken relationships and wounded spirits you know, in his presence we find an opportunity for healing and for rest and with confusion dissipated and hope kindled lastly Jesus makes a way through fear Fear is possibly the most common weapon that the enemy uses against us. I'm sure each one of us feel it every day, to some extent or the other. Um, you know, fear, fear of failure, loneliness, rejection, these are all common to everyone. Uh, confusion plays into, plays into fear by leaving us uncertain and feeling vulnerable. Uh, hopelessness brings about a fear of the future. You know, here at Christmas time, let's consider how perfect love casts out all fear. And what love is more perfect than God himself stepping into our world? to reconcile us to himself and bring us back home.
as Jesus said, he who has seen me has seen the Father. Yeah. To know Jesus is to know the Father and to know the love he has for me and for you. Against this love, against this reality, uh, fear has no power. And maybe you're hearing this today and are caught in the whirlwind of confusion or are stumbling through the darkness of despair. Uh, maybe fear is paralyzing you and preventing you from finding freedom in the Father. Um, you may have an idea of, of, of how to find peace and freedom of hope, of affirmation, you know, belonging, but you just don't know how to get there. Or maybe you've tried to take your own way to find these things and discover that shortcuts just don't seem to work. In this instance, look to Jesus. Back in August, I spent a morning down in the National Forest around Newberry uh, scouting for deer. I'd walked about a two-mile loop. It was only about half a mile from where I'd parked by the end of, by the, end of the morning. You know, I needed to get back home for other commitments, so I, instead of backtracking the whole way, I decided to take a straight shot through the woods. I had an app on my phone with a real-time location indicator and, and satellite photos, and I had a map and a compass with a bearing. So I struck out on this route and ran into trouble right out the gate. Uh, I discovered that there was a belt of, of pine trees about 150 yards wide, uh, maybe 400 yards from my truck. And these pines are about six years old. And if you know anything about six-year-old pines, they're just tall enough to walk under, but they're not tall enough to have choked out all the underbrush. So the, the, everything underneath it is an impenetrable wall of thorns and scrub brush between and beneath the trees. So I needed to get home, so I decided to try to go straight through on this little game trail. And it was a terrible decision. Uh, the game trail petered out about halfway through, and I was stuck. Um, I kept pressing on, beating the brush down with my walking stick, and inching forward. Uh, I was done by this point. I was bleeding. I was bug bitten. I had spiders crawling on all over me. I hate spiders. Uh, thorns were buried in my flesh and were actually pinning my pants to my legs. Um, it was super hot. There was no airflow. It was just, all you could smell was just rotting, you know, stuff. Uh, I was extremely dehydrated, which gave me a sense of urgency, but also probably led to some bad decision making. Um, I was hungry and starting to feel ill from overexertion and from having left my lunch in the very bottom of my pack, which was on my back, that I couldn't get to because I was bent over almost double trying to crawl through this living tunnel of bushes. And uh, the app said I was only about 90 yards from where I needed to be, but it might as well have been 900. So I, 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 but I pressed on a little bit further, and suddenly I unexpectedly broke through a wall of brush and basically fell out onto an open path into the sunlight. Freedom, you know, fresh air, I could breathe. Uh, you know, no more thorns were in my hands or my or my my knees. And unbeknownst to me, the Palmetto Trail, a hiking trail, um, angled right through that belt of pines, but didn't show up on any maps. And uh, I didn't know it, but I had entered this belt of pines maybe 50 yards from this trail, where I could have, if I'd known, I could have hit it, walked right through, and then back to the car in no time. Um, but I was I was oblivious to it because it wasn't on my map. And uh, yeah, so I was able to hit that trail. Literally, I fell out on on my face and walked right back to the truck. And this is like what happens when we decide to receive the blessing of a relationship with Jesus. You know, I knew where I needed to go. I knew where I wanted to go. And it seemed to be heading in the right direction. But all I got was pain and frustration and anger. You know, and so it is when we try to find purpose and belonging on our own. The harder we push, the more tangled the situations become, uh, the more we get bent over under the pressures of life, the more pain we feel just pressing in on us. And then we see Jesus and decide to follow him. You know, he opens up a way through to the Father right before our eyes. Suddenly we are in the light, 
You know, we can breathe the fresh air. You know, we're full of life, and we can stand and walk unimpeded straight up to the Father. You know, we can come home. So, wherever you are right now, um, I encourage you to just get into a receptive posture, whatever that may look like for you. You know, here at the Vineyard, we we believe God is working all the time, whether we see it or not. Um, and if you're hearing this message today and you feel caught you know, like in the chaos of confusion or you just feel bound by the darkness of despair or trapped by walls of fear, but you aren't quite certain what to do, I, I encourage you to just ask Jesus to show himself to you, to just um, show you the way out. He's incredibly faithful and he'll always show up when you humbly, when you just ask, ask of him humbly. You know, if you heard... Uh, what we talked about today and you just felt an out an outright calling to just follow him um, there's a little a little prayer template will appear in the, on the screen in a few moments and it can guide you through how to go about praying for that and if you already follow Jesus but you've let the, the pressures of life just rebuild these walls you know ask him in the next few moments to just break them down again you know, to, to reopen that connection with the father's heart and as we close in prayer uh, just rest where you are and let the Father do His work. And Father, we just thank You for the blessing of Jesus as a way home to You. We thank You that uh, in the darkness, you know, He's a light. In confusion, you know, He's the truth. In hopelessness, He is He is hope. You know, He's He's life fulfilled. And we thank You so much for that. And we thank You for uh, Your desire to just get down in the muck and find each and every one of us where where we are and uh yeah just to just be a part of our lives father we're no longer separated by that by that veil there's no longer a barrier and we just thank you so much because that goes far beyond anything we could have imagined uh, father we just thank you for today and for the work you're doing in our hearts and our lives right now uh, even even when we can't see it we know you're moving and we thank you for being a way maker and for being uh, a way to bring us home. We love you and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And uh, as you go on about your day today, just remember that there is a way out. There is a way forward. Uh, his name is Jesus. Y'all have a wonderful day and be blessed. All right. Bye.